Hey everyone. Today is July 14th, 2022. This is Natalie Pace, and we're going to be talking about how the risk of recession has dramatically increased, what you need to do now to protect your wealth, uh, what are the sinkholes, what are the safe havens, and even a 9.62% pretty safe bond. So we're going to get started momentarily, but remember, you can always share this, and I strongly encourage you to share it with your friends. You don't want to wait for the headlines that we're in a recession. That's why I have been talking about this, because the signs have been there. It doesn't mean that it's going to absolutely happen right at this moment, but the bear market precedes the recession, so we've already seen that. And for those of you who've been hearing from your financial advisors that the markets are already too low to do anything about it, that is just not accurate. So you do want to make sure that you get the truth about the data and the statistics, bear markets, recessions, what you can do to protect your wealth, what's uh, worrisome, what's gonna be problematic, both now and going forward. And all of that's going to be in this uh, podcast and um, webinar. So again, the webinar, youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. The podcast is most easily accessed. Sorry about the background noise. NataliePace.com, click on the Apple podcast, and then just search for Recession Risk July 14th, 2022. So we'll get started shortly. But um, Now's the time to be the boss of your money, to know what you own and why, and what plan actually works in the 21st century in recessions, not having blind faith. So this is really important for you to do. And now. All right. So again, the reason that I keep uh, warning you of something before it happens is because if you wait for the headlines that it has happened, it's usually like trying to catch a falling knife. You can't really protect yourself as well as if you are anticipating weakness and take actions to protect your wealth. So let me show you, let me show you why the recession risks have heightened and more importantly, the sinkholes and the safe havens. So as you have heard from previous webinars, the first quarter was a contraction. A recession is when we have two quarters in a row of a contraction. So if the second quarter GDP report, which is going to be issued July 28th in a couple of weeks at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, if that is a contraction, then we are technically in a recession. So what are the likelihood that that will be a contraction? Here are some of the forecasts. So GDP now is forecasting that we are in a recession and that it's gonna come in a negative number. Um, Lawrence Summers, who's the former treasury secretary says a recession is almost inevitable, but he doesn't say when. It's really hard to predict exactly when because if even if the growth is flat or slightly above, it's not technically a recession. And no one's going to call it that, although obviously it's pretty weak, right? So that's what the conference board is calling for. They're saying, look, we're going to have just enough growth to squeak out, and it's not going to be a recession yet. Um, Jerome Powell says it's certainly a possibility. And of course, we're still getting seeing projections of growth on the year. 
not a contraction on the air like we saw in 2008. So why do I say that the risks have grown? Well, this is pretty weak, this uh, 0.8, and they often are high, as is GDP now. So when GDP now forecasted for the first quarter, they were forecasting that we were actually going to have GDP growth, and then it turned out to be a contraction. So the fact that they're, and this is all based on data, it's not based on guessing. So they have advanced data, most of which um, is going to be included in that advanced report that we're going to get on July 28th, and they're trying to parse all that together to come up with the best answer. We're going to have an update on GDP Now's um, projections tomorrow. So, you know, I'll be posting that on Twitter. Be sure to look for that. And again, uh, a week from Thursday on July 28th is when we'll know for definitively. Now, we're going to get our earnings reports this week from the banks. And you know, they're not going to be great, largely for a number of reasons. So the first reason is they are building up reserves. So that's going to uh, impact their net income. So JP Morgan just reported that its net income was 28% lower this year than last year. And that was largely as building up reserves for potential losses. Also, their revenue, even though their revenue is up 1%, their mortgage originations revenue is, um, is down as is investment banking. So there's fewer IPOs happening, fewer M&As and that sort of thing. So um, that means that tomorrow's report from Wells Fargo and Citi could be even worse because Wells Fargo has a lot more exposure to the lack of the mortgage origination revenue. And Citigroup has about 10 billion in Russian liabilities. So this could be a pretty, ugly week in bank earnings. It doesn't mean that we're in a recession yet, but most of the economists are coming in uh, at a recession or very close to one. Now, this is another thing that I want you to be aware of is that even with the pullback that we've had on equities, so we do have a bear market, um, in the S&P 500, even with the pullback, we are still really over leveraged on equities. So as you can see here, this is before the dot-com right here, and the gray line is a recession. This is before the Great Recession, the gray line is another recession. And as you can see, when equities get that far overvalued, they tend to have a pretty severe correction. We're going to talk about how severe it was, but for the NASDAQ composite index before dot-com, when that crashed, it was a 78% drop. A million dollars became $220,000. The, uh, the Great Recession, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 55%. So, you know, your million dollars becomes $450,000. So if you have lost, and by the way, if you've lost 20% because we're in a bear market, you're not properly protected because if you're 50, and we're saying overweight 20% safe, you'd have 30% at risk at most, you'd have about 6% losses. Those people that are not properly protected would be the ones that have more than 6% losses right now. So if you are really down, then you have too much exposure to equities and you need to get a second opinion now. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more, but this is pretty important as you can see. 
because equities are way, way more overvalued than they were. And this is Warren Buffett's favorite stock valuation tool, which is simply the Wilshire 5000 uh, publicly traded companies compared to our gross domestic product. Now, um, we have the negative yield curve. That's another recession indicator. As you can see here, it's 100% correlated with recessions. That first happened in April and it's now negative again. Now, I wanted to show you this because before the Great Recession, we did have a couple of very slow growth reports in the fourth quarter of 2007, the first quarter of 2008, but it wasn't technically in a recession. So we weren't told that we were in a recession. It wasn't technically a recession until the third quarter. And of course, that first announcement happens at the end of October of 2008. So think about it for a moment. I'm gonna go back to this chart because what we started seeing was mortgage banks were absolutely imploding, declaring bankruptcy, falling um, into you know, severe distress as early as April of 2007. And we still had GDP growth. And then in the fourth quarter of 2007, we started hearing signs of Bear Stearns weakness. By the first quarter, Bear Stearns had dropped, you know, from $60 a share to $2 a share and was forced on JP Morgan. Um, but we still showed that there was economic growth. In the second quarter, we had Countrywide swallowed up by Bank of America. And then, of course, by... Um, in a technically uh, that third quarter, but before it was announced, we had the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy. So this is why if you wait for the headlines, it's too late to protect yourself. You really want to do it before then, because by the time that the recession was declared, we had already experienced about 45% losses in stocks in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. So again, the bear market and the stock downturn precedes the actual recession. So you might be hearing, oh, I should wait. Oh, it's too low. Oh, what if there's not a recession on all this stuff? But the truth is, it's never a good idea to just wait. Buy and hope is a last century strategy. It doesn't work well in the 21st century. And if you've been told that you would be selling low if you tried to, to make any changes right now, it's just not true, given where we've seen the last um, you know, two out of three recessions have gone. So Jerome Powell has stopped using recession in this definition of a soft, a soft landing. That's a pretty big deal. He's now saying that instead of, um, you know, a soft landing does mean no recession, but he's saying, no, a soft landing only means that we're going to keep the labor market strong. So um, that's another indicator that, yes, indeed. And by the way, the faster the Fed's um, hike interest rates, the more likely we are to have recession. So the fact that and they're going to have to hike it probably another 75 points uh, in the July meeting. So in the Great Recession, and this is on the safe havens and the sinkholes, in the Great Recession and in the dot-com recession, your bonds were your saviors. So on the safe side, if you just had bonds, you did great because let's say you were 50 and you overweighted 20% safe and you're that 30% at risk lost half, then you more than made up with it 
for all that money you had in bonds that was doing a pretty decent return of at least 10%. Now, however, bonds are losing money and that's because interest rates are being uh, jacked up. So normally in a recession, they cut interest rates to help boost the economy. We've got inflation, so they've got to raise interest rates even though we have this uh, slow economy that may even turn into a recession. So this time around, bonds are losing money. This is the bond ETF, the PIMCO bond ETF, and you can see it's lost 16.2% since its high of just a few years ago. Now, the Fed fund rate is expected to hit 3.4% this year, 3.8% next year from zero at the beginning of this year, okay? So what that means is this, Interest rates are going up, bond values are going down, bonds are illiquid, they're negative yielding, they're losing money. But if you were just patient and bought a bond next year, 2023, 2024, um, then you might actually have a credit worthy company that would pay you five, six, seven percent in a midterm bond. Right now, you have to go into junk bond status to get paid even four or five percent. And you might even have to go 30 years out, which gives you exposure to opportunity risk, illiquidity, um, credit worthy, uh, credit risk, all of this stuff, okay? So for now, bonds are kind of a sinkhole. And if you own them, then you need to get a second opinion on that now. I can help you with that. I'm gonna talk about that in just a moment. So this is another thing. So bonds are negative yielding and illiquid, losing money. And this is the average trading volumes. And as you can see, if you have S&P 500 stocks, if you have um, gold, if you have short-term treasuries, they're very liquid. What is not very liquid are bonds and Dow Jones stocks. So you hear the Dow Jones Industrial Average all the time. Well, that's the index that's far less liquid than the S&P 500. So that's another thing that could be a sinkhole is dividends. The dividend paying stocks, the value funds could be problematic in a rising interest rate environment, which we are expected to be in until next year. Now, bonds were illiquid and negative yielding in 2019. We've been underweighting bonds for quite a while. So this is uh, not a new story. And this is part of the reason why. So first off, the higher the dividend, the higher the risk. And remember today, you're not getting paid much at all for that risk. 5% could be a junk bond. So don't go for dividends. GE is a good example of that because it wasn't a fluke. It paid the highest dividends. And then in 2017, they cut it by half and the stock dropped by a third, and then they had to take it down to a penny and the stock dropped by more than half. So it's, you don't want to try to go for a very teeny tiny amount of dividends at the risk of half of your principal. So remember that also a lot of people are not aware, like even companies like Ford Motor Company is a junk bond and Bankruptcies are really, really low right now, but industrials, a lot of which are concentrated in those Dow Jones stocks, consumer discretionary, things like cars, these are the ones that are showing the most distress. And when consumers are experiencing inflation and having to tighten their budgets and figure out what's gonna go, 
you know, a lot of times it's the discretionary items. So this could be um, areas that you want to underweight in your portfolio. Now, also, I wanted to just remind you that banks are the so the, the highest credit rating is AAA, and the lowest before invest um, of investment grade is triple B. If it drops below triple B down into BB, like Ford Motor Company is, that's a junk bond. That's a speculative bond. Doesn't mean it's gonna go bankrupt, but it is at greater risk of that. And you know, companies can go bankrupt and still continue operating. We see that in the airlines, we've seen that in the auto manufacturers, we've seen that a lot, sadly, but it can happen. So it doesn't mean that Ford Motor Company would go out of business. It just means they would restructure their debt. But we see a lot of banks here in that position and financial services companies. So I wanted to put these up here so you understand what I mean when I say that over half of the S&P 500 is at or near junk bond status. So there's much more risk both in the bonds and in those dividend stocks that are paying you a high dividend. You don't wanna lose your principal for the little tiny dividend, especially when you might wait one year and be able to buy some really good bonds that are gonna pay you something. I'm also gonna talk about a bond that right now is paying pretty well in just a moment. But before we get to that, so uh, this is the pie chart. You always keep a percent equal to your age safe. We're overweighting safe because of the heightened risk of recession. And we are underweighting value because that's where a lot of the dividend paying stocks are. Now you might think about uh, other countries in there. So go to nataliepace.com. And if you scroll down, you'll see a list of my most recent blogs. So I did a blog on Colombia and Indonesia. Would that be a good value replacement? One of those two countries. We also talked about Chile and Peru in copper prices plunge. So if previously you've had those two, you definitely wanna catch up on what's going on with copper prices um, before you just continue to hold them. So again, a properly diversified plan is gonna have 10 funds, small, medium, large, value and growth with value underweighted and four hot. So what are some of the safe havens? Well, it is hard because in the beginning of the downturn, even things that might typically go up uh, will get drugged down. So we've seen gold have weakness, we've seen cryptocurrency have weakness, and we've seen copper go down. Now, these are the things that could go up the fastest at that kind of inflection point. And it usually happens before we're at the bottom with stocks. So it is something to think about. Also, clean energy is an industry of tomorrow. And where even with the weakness that we're seeing in the economies of Europe, they are so heavily reliant on Russian oil and gas that they are leaning into clean energy as their solution. So that might be something to think about as your hot or as your buoyancy. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what you do on the safe side, but you could think about those kinds of things. And again, when you're using the pie chart system, if something goes down in value and you still believe that that's gonna be the first to recover, whether it's crypto or gold or silver, then you're gonna be buying more low to fill up the slice. If, uh, and this also helps you, like if you're a crypto fill and you love crypto, um, when it goes to the high and your one slices become four slices, it's telling you sell high and trim it back to one again. 
So again, the pie chart system is a buy low, sell high system on autopilot that pulls your emotions out of it and prompts you to do what you should be doing. If you're working off of brokerage statements, they're jacking your emotions and they're prompting to you to do the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Green light, go, go, go. Red light, stop, sell it, stop losses. And again, that is a you know buy high, sell low plan. So brokerage statements, you want to pull it off and stick it into a pie chart, compare that to a sample pie chart of what you should have. And that's, by the way, what my second opinion does. So if that's of interest to you, because you can't really be the boss of your money until you know what you own. So if you'd like to really know what you own, then call 310-430-2397 or email info at nataliepace.com and ask us about our pricing for this second opinion. Now, this is that treasury bond that I wanted to tell you about. It's 9.62%. It's tied to inflation. The maximum that you can invest is $10,000 per person per year. Here is the page where you can read up more information on it. It tells you when it's going to reset. So that rate of 9.62% is good for six months. It resets on November. However, if you buy that bond now, then you have six months of 9.62%. And then once that six months is over, it will be the new, um, whatever the new period is. So the fixed rate is zero and the other fluctuating rate is tied to inflation. If inflation is still elevated in November, then um, you could have a really good interest rate. Now you have to hold this bond for one year and um, you're supposed to hold it for five. If you decide that you wanna cash it in before five years, you're gonna give up three months of interest. So let's say that the bond resets at six months and it's uh, now it's 8% or 7%. And then it resets again in another six months. And at that point it's at 2% or zero. At that point, just wait three months and then go ahead and cash it in if you would like to cash it in. Or if you think inflation is going to heat up again, then keep it for that period and, and take a bet on it. So um, I say that this is pretty safe because the U.S. government is the, one of the stronger currencies in the world right now. And uh, of course, we have a very good track record of paying our bills. And that's why we still have a AAA credit rating. So email info at nataliepace.com if you'd like a link to that Treasury Direct webpage. It's pretty important to do that because uh, sometimes if you do a Google search, the first thing that always comes up are ads. And sometimes those ads are going to be deliberately misleading to try to drop you in a rabbit hole that could be actually perilous to your fiscal health. So you've got to get the link to the Treasury Direct page. And again, email us and we'll send it to you. Now, um, so what is safe in a debt world? I say it's a two-step process. So you wanna have government-insured bank deposits. So FDIC in the US, CDIC in Canada, whatever level of federal insurance is available in your country, that's what you wanna make sure. And you have to double check because we saw people that had their uh, savings at a crypto uh, company that had a relationship with a bank 
that was FDIC insured. So they said your deposit was FDIC insured and come to find out now that the company has declared bankruptcy, that bank is, um, if it was insured if the bank declared bankruptcy, but not if that finance company did. So in truth, it's not FDIC insured. So you need to check and some of the more smaller, and also remember we talked about banks and fund companies being at or near junk bond status. If it's a new company that's only been around for a few years, that I would not consider to be FDIC insured, okay? So you wanna make sure first in the first step that you keep your money. And then thereafter, you can start looking for safe income producing hard assets that you purchase for a good price. Now, a lot of times people would say, well, maybe I'll buy a house, maybe I'll buy an apartment building, income property, that sort of thing. In most, in the US and Canada, prices are too high. So again, you can't omit a word. It's safe income producing hard assets that you purchase for a good price. However, there are some that most people are not thinking about. So gas prices are at an all time high. Uh, natural gas is high. So utilities are gonna be high because most grids are, are at least partially fueled by natural gas. So if you can start eliminating bills, that can be the best ROI. In the US, there's still a tax credit for solar. If you live in a sunny state, that's something to consider. And again, you wanna reconsider how bonds work. The investment you make in the solar panels could get rid of your electric bill or take it from 100 or 300 down to 35. And that ROI could be a 10 or 12% ROI, a very good bond yield, right? If you get rid of your car and you got an electric vehicle that's powered by solar, maybe you're adding another $2,000 in savings, and now it might be a 15 or 16 or 20% bond yield. So all of that is covered in the ABCs of Money 5th edition. We spend one full day on it at the retreat. It's that important. There are things that you can do right now, absolutely, that you should be looking at. And we go over a lot of these in various different ways, both telling you about it and also telling you about the sinkholes. Like there are some important tips to consider before you get the solar panels if you live in a sunny state. So go to nataliepace.com. If you're interested in the retreat, click on that retreat flyer. It'll give you pricing information. It'll give you testimonials. It'll tell you all of the life math skills that you're gonna learn. Also, if you scroll down and you wanna get the ABCs of Money fifth edition, be sure that you go to nataliepace.com and scroll down there because you wanna make sure that you're getting the fifth edition. Okay, now, The one last thing I wanted to tell you about the retreat is that we are in the early bird pricing period. It ends tomorrow. So you're going to save hundreds of dollars if you register by then. Also, we do offer a teen rate. So if the teen comes as your guest or a college student, it's $99 in the early bird pricing period. So do check it out now while you can get that great discount both for you and for a teen or college student. And yes, they should know the ABCs of money that we all should have received in high school before they go off to college. This is gonna help them all of their life. So again, remember that stocks drop before the recession is announced. I already told you the Dow dropped 55% in the great recession. And, um, you know, 
in the NASDAQ, it was 78%. By the way, it took 15 years for the NASDAQ to crawl back to even. So if you're being told to buy and hold, that's not the right way to think about it. You don't wanna use the bull market hoping and praying that you make up losses when protecting your wealth is so easy. And um, one other thing I wanted to say is that when you see equities and real estate and the returns have been so high, usually what that means, if they're going far above the trend line, that they're bubblicious and they're due for um, they're due for a correction to that. Also, you're seeing that gold is really well below where it normally is. And that can usually mean that that might be something that is ready to uh, go up higher. So again, if you wait for the headlines, you're late. And that's why I have been telling you, oh, you know, you guys to get protected now because this is projected to be a weak year. We don't know exactly when the recession will happen. We definitely know that um, this is going to have some hardship in it and that a recession, you know, in Lawrence Summers' word is almost inevitable. Um, so again, you know, protecting yourself now is critically important. So six ways, know what you own and why now. So I strongly encourage you if you have a lot of money in your retirement plans or in a brokerage statement, um, a brokerage account, whatever it is, if you have money invested, get a second opinion now. Call 310-430-2397 or email info at nataliepace.com. I do not sell financial products. That's why I call it unbiased. I want you to know what you own. I want you to know what a healthy plan looks like so that you can make the choice. You can be the boss of your money. It's very difficult to have anything but blind faith if you don't really know what you own or how much at risk you are. If you do, then you can take steps to protect your wealth rather than just having blind faith that somebody else is doing it for you. Remember, nobody cares about your money more than you do. You wanna be diversified. You wanna rebalance regularly. That's a key part. That's one of the most important things in the 21st century is rebalancing. You know, we see companies that shoot the moon, but if you don't ever capture it at that high, then you just ride the Wall Street roller coaster. We've seen these, you know, recessions where the losses are dramatic and then people spend half or more of the bull market hoping and praying they crawl back to even. So step off the roller coaster and step into the pie chart with regular rebalancing. It really does work. It's time proven 21st century strategy which is why it's in enthusiastically recommended by Nobel Prize winning economist, Gary Becker, TD, former TD Ameritrade chairman, Joe Mowgli, and a whole boatload of other people. So again, always keep a percent equal to your age safe. I've already said we're overweighting 20% safe based on the risk of a recession. Know what's safe in a debt world. It's so important we spend one full day on it at the investor educational retreat and be the boss of your money. Do not just turn your power over to your quote unquote financial advisor. So again, there's a, a sample pie chart. We offer free web apps so that you can mock up your own sample pie chart. You can email us at info at nataliepace.com and just put pie chart web app in the subject line, we'll send it to you. Or you can go to nataliepace.com and on the homepage there, you'll see the badge. If you click on that, then um, you'll get the instructions on how you can access uh, the pie chart web apps.
So you can mock up your own pie chart, but you're still gonna need to know what you own so that you can compare apples to apples. And that's where the second opinion can come in. And again, it's not just showing you what you own and how much you have at risk, it's color-coded. It tells you steps that you can take to get better protected and diversified. So um, you have a blueprint. You're the boss, you can choose to follow it or not, but at least you have a second opinion there. So again, remember that the early bird pricing period does end tomorrow, July 15th, 2022. So I wanna thank you again for joining me today. Share this with your friends. Remember, go to nataliepace.com if you wanna watch this at, uh, as a podcast, I mean, listen to it as a podcast. All you have to do is simply click on that Apple podcast and it'll take you right over to that. Also, the webinar with all of these charts is always at youtube.com forward slash Natalie Pace. So you can share this with your friends. Again, you know, money is something that a lot of people don't talk about, but sharing a link with them and letting them look at this and make their own choice, at least you feel like you forewarned them. So remember, if you wait for the headlines, it's usually too late to protect yourself. Now is the time to know exactly what you own and why to make sure you're safe, protected, hot, and diversified. If you haven't rebalanced in over a year, now's the time to do it. And uh, we're here to help. Thanks again. This is Natalie Pace, and I will see you again. As you know, I do these webinars at least once a month. And um, I'm actually going to be having a new series on how to prepare your college student for life on their own. All right, call us or email us. And um, also let us know any money challenges you have because that's part of what our service is all about. Empowering Main Street, adding a splash of green to Wall Street and transforming lives on Main Street. All right, see you soon.